Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Biju Banter in the Zoom studio. I'm here with Dan Rigger Hoyer. Yeah, first time in about a month. <laughs> it's been, yeah, it's been a while, but yeah, I mean, if it, I don't know, I mean, the women's basketball team was pretty high for the past few weeks, so I had no choice but to follow them. Exactly. <laughs> and today about. it is Friday, October. Not why did I say October? April seventh, twenty twenty-three, and we're gonna be talking about two video game-related films. That's this week's theme: is video or video games. And we're gonna talk about the Super Mario Brothers movie, the latest illumination project and nintendo's first i guess technically second but first try big attempt to like break into the silver screen and then we have tetris the apple tv plus biopic about the licensing rights and we're going to begin with the super mario brothers movie as stated this is um the first time nintendo's trying to break back into the movie business after the 1993 live action super mario brothers movie produced by illumination best known for the Despicable Me movies and Minions, among others. And the cast, voice actors include Chris Pratt, Anya Taylor-Joy, Charlie Day, uh, Jack Black, he, Michael Key, Seth Rogen, Fred Armisen, Sebastian Maniscalco, Kevin Michael Richardson, and Charles Martinet. And it's based on the video games. I'm sure everyone knows what Mario is, but basically the story of this movie is that Mario and Luigi, they're Brooklyn plumbers. They get transported into the Mushroom Kingdom and are going to fight against Bowser alongside Princess Peach and the residents of the Mushroom Kingdom. What did you think about this movie? I gotta admit, I had super, super low expectations for this one. Um, and I think it's because of the reputation of Illumination. I think Illumination has, you know, for the past like decade, they've been making films that have always been pretty much on the safe side. Um, and you know like let's face it half the time when you think of illumination we think of that studio that's just really pumping out kids film for the sake of just box office that's all these film these the studios really focused on um and you know mario like i mean i love mario it's i mean it's just a fun character a fun game um and to be honest like i've seen the original screen adaptation and yeah that one was pretty horrible and i think that's probably what kept uh um nintendo from being like super like from trying to get this film out because obviously they're very concerned about how the characters would be represented represented and treated and for this film it's like i think it represents the games very well um and you know i had fun with it i mean i'm not going to this film expecting like a great story from the get-go and i'm not really expecting like really anything that's like super substantive i'm honestly just expecting it just to be fun and it was i think it was a really fun movie i and i think it you know definitely loved that went above the expectations i had for it i mean it's not like the most perfect animated film out there but i don't know i had fun with it and you know i think it's just that type of film where it's like you know you just go in to turn your brain off for a little bit and not really expect like super big twists or turns like it's just really just mario and that's it like it's that's all the really the movie is it doesn't need to have any other things underneath the surface no it would be nice if it did but i think nintendo's probably very re reluctant to try to do something much more 
serious or dramatic or something that you know has depth into it because they it's a character a brand they want to protect it's like mickey mouse with disney it's like they don't want to bring that character far enough where it's no longer the positivity that represents that company so i think so but i think for illumination did they i think this is probably the best film they've made but it's probably not saying much yeah i I love the Mario games. I really, really do. Um, I, I, I wrote a review for this movie and it's on Letterboxd. If you would like to read that, check it out if you would like to. Um, I've grown up with Mario for my entire life, basically. Um, I love the Mario games, especially, I, I find this, there's, there's this simplicity to the Mario games, but also it's one of the rare properties that is recognizable by almost everyone. Even if you've never touched a video game, you've probably at least heard of Mario. And if you haven't, then i'm surprised um so it's it actually kind of surprised me that nintendo never bothered to try to make another movie based on their properties since the 93 film i understand why they were probably reluctant at least by the time the 2000s came around just because it was still the womb was still pretty fresh but once we got to the 2010s it's just like you know now's the right time because we've had so many video game movies now sure some of them are garbage like mortal Kombat, annihilation but Every now and then we get a Detective Pikachu and now we're at a high where we have stuff like The Last of Us. So when they announced that they were going to do this Mario movie, I was very, very um, split because from the trailer, I'm just like, wow, this looks like the game. But then we heard the voice acting. I was like, oh, no, like this could go a variety of ways. And I'm not a fan of Illumination as a studio. I'm really not. The only I honestly think the only good movie they've made is the first Despicable Me. Everything else is just like, they're just cashing in on the fact that their brand makes money and they don't really try with the storytelling. And yeah, I get it. It's not geared for someone like, like me, but for kids films, I think kids deserve a bit better, but with this, it's like, okay, they have an established property. And if Nintendo was so hesitant to make another film of their characters, you would think that maybe they would put some effort into this and actually, you know, try to do something. Well, it turns out they didn't. And I'm sorry to say, this is where we disagree. I hated this. I, I'm surprised I hated this because I I wasn't expecting like Spider-Verse with this movie. So don't I, I'm I'm trying I want to say that I'm not expecting a masterpiece with this movie. But what I was not expecting was a film this cynical, lazy, corporate and just there was no effort put into this project at all other than the animation. The animation's really really pretty. It looks just like the games, but it has the story has literally no development at all. I'm not expecting a Charlie Kaufman movie with a Mario story. It's just like, I get it. They repeat the same plot for the past 30 years in all the games. But just because something works in a video game doesn't mean it's going to translate well to a feature-length film because you're not in control of the character. That's the biggest problem with this movie. It's just, there's no development at all. It just seems like super brainless fluff. And after a while, it's just like, it's not even very fun to watch. It's not entertaining at all and when it references all this stuff from the games because it had it goes into like all the references of like the power-ups the locations characters and stuff it's not in service of anything because there's no agency for any of the characters at all they don't change they don't go through anything there's no moral lesson and by the time we get to all the references of just like the music cues the power-ups and like really deep cut stuff to like the 80s super mario brothers super show it was like watching i'm just like this is literally getting to the levels of laziness is like Space Jam 2, which was shocking. I did not expect it to go for Nintendo to sink that low. And considering their brand name is plastered all over this movie, 
I thought that maybe like, okay, they were proud of this. It's just like, why, why is this the case? And if you're a Mario fan, I, I get that there's going to be some people that are, that this is all they want to see. They just want to see stuff from the games on the big screen and that's it. But kind of like what I said with Hocus Pocus 2, I think you deserve something better. I think you should, you should want something a bit more change. Maybe not as much change as the 93 film, but I'll be honest, I, haven't, I wasn't able to rewatch the 93 film because you can't find it anywhere legally. I might actually like that one more because even though it's a really bad adaptation, it at least tried to do something different. It failed. It failed spectacularly, but it was also the first video game adaptation in live action. So there's a little bit of an excuse for that. But at least they tried to do something different to deviate from the Mario formula. This didn't at all. And it just really, it didn't, watching it, I wasn't entertained. I was more just upset and annoyed by the whole thing. And it's really, really disappointing because I thought maybe this would have been the one video game movie to be like, okay, the, the gears are going to shift. Maybe this will spark a new, a new wave of video game movies for the good. But unfortunately, it might be the other one I, because this movie is going to make so much money. Other studios are going to be like, hey, let's just do this. This is all we need to do. Just reference stuff from the games and have it not be in service of anything. And I really can't stand when, when movies and studios do that. So, yeah, <laughs> we definitely disagree with this movie. And it seems like yeah. most people do. The critical <laughs> reviews mean- are pretty mixed. I mean, no, like, I don't consider this to be a good movie either. Like, I think it's a film that, you know, let's face it, when you combine Elimination and Nintendo, all they're really going to focus on is the dollar signs. I mean, because, I mean, Nintendo's been doing it for years. It's, I mean, Illumination has been doing it for over a decade now. And, you know, I think... I because the thing is I came in went into this movie not really expecting that much. I just kind of just expected um, you know, just kind of the same like illumination annoyance that is typically with it. But I don't know. I mean this one just felt a little bit different because I felt like that, you know, they these are people that are obviously aware of the games and aware of like, you know, the fact that they're representing these characters. And these characters, like, you know, for the most part, like, yeah, they're pretty much like the characters they are from the game. So I think that's probably what, you know, what they like the best you could ask for from this situation. And I'm very interested to see like whether or not this was something that, you know, Nintendo was very strict about or if Lemonation was very strict about because Mario is like a popular enough brand where, you know, they definitely don't want any harm to that brand. And so I think with the limitations Illumination probably had with like using these characters and IPs, they definitely, I think they were able to do what they could with it. And, but I think it's like, you know, there, it felt a little different from all the other Illumination films because for one, the animation's great. Like it's probably the best animation that they've had like ever. it, It is their highest budgeted movie. Most of, yeah, most definitely is the most highest budgeted film, but I think like even then it's like I wasn't expecting the animation to work this good. Like it didn't feel like I was watching an Illumination film. I felt like I was watching a Mario film. And I think, and yes, they did take a lot of designs from like the characters in the game, but I think you know, that's probably the best you could ask for. I mean, I wasn't really expecting changes to the character designs at all. And, you know, I think they did well with what they did. 
Um, the voice acting, um, very hit or miss. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk uh, about the voice acting most eventually. definitely. But I mean, I think we could all agree that Jack Black's the one that really mm-hmm. tried the hardest out of everybody. <laughs> and I think he's the one that actually put in the best performance, I think, out of everybody. I think everybody else pretty much like phones it in. I think Jack yeah. Black just like pulled yeah. off the great. Yeah, Jack, Jack Black, um, I'll talk about the voice acting first, and then I want to go into like the narrative and like the pacing of this movie. The mm. voice acting, Jack Black is by far my favorite part of this movie. Not only just him, because I, I, I like Jack Black a lot, to tell you the truth, but the way he voices character and how Bowser's character is written is the one of the few changes to the movie, like character-wise, that was a bit different from the game where I actually bought it. Because <laughs> for the past 35 years of Mario games, Bowser gets defeated by Mario. He tries to rescue to get princess peach and fails all the time so i would assume that by this point it, you're we figure that okay he's, he's basically just like a drama queen he's really really sad and pathetic and they emulate that pretty well in his character and jack black oh, yeah. does a good job selling that and like what he can be very intimidating he can be very funny too and he has a, he has a good range as that the other voice actor that I thought did a very good job who was unfortunately underutilized was charlie day as yeah, luigi day i love charlie day he's it's always sunny is is a fantastic show and his personality fits Luigi's character so well. The only problem is that he's not in the movie a whole lot. Um, let's get mostly other voice actors are just kind of okay. Like Anya Taylor Joy did her job. Um, Keegan Michael Key tried something different, but he was kind of annoying. Fred Armisen, I don't know what he was doing. His cranky no, con. He, his he was, was like, pretty out of place. That's like a typical like Fred Armisen impression. Yeah, but it's like scary. Cranky Kong's supposed to be old. Like I don't know. Get like. Yeah, like someone over the age of 60. But let's get on to the bad like, ones. I'm um, yeah. sorry. Uh, it's you a condescending, like, Fred Armisen that you Yeah. Very yeah, much it, it's odd. Um, uh, Chris Pratt, everyone was mocking him in the trailers, and deservedly so. Um, he's not good in this movie at all. Um, I don't know. To me, it's not that, like, the accent that he was trying to do was inconsistent, but just I, I didn't buy him as Mario at all. I just heard Chris Pratt throughout the entire thing and it was really distracting just because it didn't seem like they made such a big deal that he wasn't going to do a phony Italian accent, which they, they kept their word clearly, but I just heard Chris Pratt. Like there was no character to his vocal performance at all. Unlike someone like Jack Black. Bowser does sound like Jack Black in some instances, but there's like this strong attempt to like be a different character, but that doesn't, all my criticism of Chris Pratt does not even compare to Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. He flat out sucks in this movie. He is awful. He doesn't even try to like do a voice, like a funny voice. It's just Seth Rogen. He recorded his lines on his iPhone in an hour and sent it off to Illumination. He didn't even try at all. And it was horrible. He was not only miscast, but he did a bad job voicing the character too. It was atrocious. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like Seth Rogen admitted that, you know, whenever he's, he, Whenever he sees cast in like an animated film, he's he even admits that you know the voice his voice is always gonna come through and as Seth Rogen than it is any other character. I mean that's just how it is. I mean, and you know I think Seth Rogen just has like that quality to a lot of his like performances where it's just like you know the dumb, stupid laugh and just the. Uh, you know just the great like the very like odd voice i think he i don't know i mean i think it did he did okay with that i think he wasn't honestly like bad i mean it was really what i was expecting i didn't really 
I, he was just being I, Seth Rogen. I mean, I, that's just I think maybe because his voice wasn't really in the trailers all that much, I wasn't prepared for just like how bad he was gonna be. Because like with with Chris Pratt, like I was just like, okay, I've seen this in the trailer. It's not very good. I'll, I'm just like I'm gonna prepare for this. But as soon as he came on, I'm just like, oh my god, it's just Seth Rogen. And it's not like in like Kung Fu Panda when he plays Mantis. Yeah, that's clearly Seth Rogen. But at least there's kind of a joke. Like we have this really tiny character, and his voice is like so low and like deep like that adds to the kind of the charm of it but it's just like with this character is just i i don't buy him as donkey kong like one bit like i would rather have someone like dave batista voice him that seemed more believable honestly but yeah the voice acting is not good but like the biggest problem with this movie besides the ungodly amount of references to the games that are just so shameless it's the fact that the story and the pace has like it's so this is this movie's only 90 minutes. I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. It's only 90 minutes. It's a rare, rare instance where I think a movie would have benefited from some sort of padding because the movie just goes like goes rushes through everything. And anytime it tries to establish some sort of conflict or stakes, give some sort of backstory to any of its characters or some sort of re- resolution, it's immediately wrapped up after it's introduced. So there's no time at all to process really anything that's happening or get invested in these characters' journey. The biggest thing is when Mario first gets into the Mushroom Kingdom when he finds Toad. He first is like, what is this place? Like, this is so weird. As soon as he sees Toad, he's just like, who are you? He's just like, oh, I'm going to we got to help stop Bowser. Like he's this being, he's going to destroy the kingdom. He's like, all right, cool. Let's do it. He's just like, he doesn't question anything. And then by the time he sees princess peach, who is like the only human basically in this entire world. It's not like he gets kicked out of the kingdom. He's just like, yo, I got to find my brother. Like, can, can you help me? She's like, yeah, sure. Let's go along. You, you stranger from a strange land. It's just like, I don't buy anything that's happening to any of these characters or the conflict. Everything just seems so superfluous. And yeah, there's the excuses like, oh, it's supposed to be like the video games because, you know, story isn't important in Mario games. It's not like Skyrim or um, The Last of Us, but it's just like because you don't have that gameplay, because you're not playing and interacting literally with the media, there's this such a strong disconnect between anything that's happening. And I think that's the biggest flaw. It's like, yeah, it's faithful in replicating its visual source material, but like from a narrative and storytelling perspective, it's just really, really undercooked. Like nothing happens and nothing sticks with you. Yeah, I mean, I think like, you know, that's probably my criticism too of it. I think it's definitely like a story that, you know, is too like simplistic. Um, and, I, and like I said, it's probably just a limitation of like, you know, how they can handle these characters since they're so popular. Um, and I mean, yeah, I mean, so I, I really understand that. I think it's like a very, very valid like critique because, you know, you don't, I mean, if it, it's like, you know, video game movies are kind of like, you know, Broadway musical adaptations where, you know, they, there are things that, you know, can be done in those mediums that can't be done in, in another medium. And so I think that's like a very like valid critique. Um, and I think like, you know, with this, it's like, I mean, I'm guessing I kind of, I give it sort of a pass because, you know, they're, like I said, they're prob- they probably just had the limitation of like using these characters and they probably were not able, I mean, Illuminations just doing what they typically do. And I don't think that, you know, they're looking, we're, I'm not going to an Illumination movie expecting like a story that, you know, has that much substance to it. Um, 
I mean, the only thing that actually was almost like something was um, they did try to give Princess Peach some sort of a backstory. But that's, but that's immediately dropped after it's yeah, introduced. It's like drop. Yeah, it's like, and it's like, why'd you even bother? <laughs> I mean, and I mean, it was it was very odd. Of like, I, and just like some things that were felt odd too, like Mario's relationship with the with his father for some reason felt yeah. thrown in there. It's like. I mean, yeah, and so those were definitely, like, critiques I can say, like, yeah, this is probably what prevents it from, like, being a great film is the story. And, you know, Elimination's never really been high on the story. It's always been the jokes that yeah. they want to tell. That, that's what that's what bothers me, too, is, like, they tried to add development into the story, but it's like they did the bare minimum. Like, they didn't follow through with anything. And it's weird. It's just like, okay, I don't think in any Mario game we've ever seen Mario's family besides Luigi. So it's weird that we see his parents. I think that's one thing that's weird. The way they handled it where it's like his dad basically doesn't accept him is just an odd thing to bring for the, his character growth yeah. in a Mario movie when it's just mentioned once, comes back later near the end, and like that's it. Like that's the resolution. Like it, it's it's so like basic and just like not yeah. interesting. It's just like, and then they do the thing with Princess Peach and that's it immediately introduced and wrapped up in basically one scene. I realized too that if you've seen the trailers for this movie, the trailers are is basically the movie. Like oh, it yeah. shows you all the best yeah, well. parts, and there's really nothing else in between. I guess maybe the stuff before they go into the Mushroom Kingdom, which they spend a lot of time in New York, which was surprising, mm-hmm. um, too. But yeah, it's just like watching it. Just like nothing really happens. It's kind. Of, it kind of reminds me of the Munsters in a way, where it's just like things are happening, but what is this really in service of? And it's like nothing, and. Yeah, Illumination, they kind of do that a lot, but I don't know. I think just because you have Nintendo's name on it, that that add, to me, Nintendo's brand name being being on this movie signifies some seal of quality. Like, you know, they have the Nintendo seal of quality on your games when you get them. It's so like, mm. that means some. I you expect something more than that. Not just really simple, just kind of like Kitty Flair. And yeah, I guess I get that this movie is, I guess, primarily geared towards children but mario has been around for over 40 years at this point there needs to be something there for the older audiences to latch onto in some way or even someone like like us we're in our 20s basically (laughs) so it's like there i think there should be something more like it's it can't just be for five-year-olds basically is what i'm trying to say i mean i don't know i mean i think like you know it's still had like it's fun moments with like you know a lot of the action scenes i think a lot of them are like pretty well done i mean i think like the rainbow road scene was although yeah most of it is in the trailer was like pretty entertaining i think the donkey kong fight was very entertaining even like the climax i wasn't really expecting to be that fun um but i guess it's like you know it's definitely like you know pretty service level in terms of what it's offering but i think you know it's definitely promised what it was promising um i'm guessing like things i definitely would change i think would just be i don't know why we need to be in new york at all i know it's somehow i think it's like for, for one scene like do that yeah. but it's like it, it is it's like almost the entire like half of the first act which is surprising at least and the movie's so short that's like why yeah. are you spending so much time in the yeah. real world um, and like when i usually when i think of mario i think of the mushroom kingdom and yeah there's mario games that take place in the real world but it's just like i don't know it's just it's odd it tries to set up as an origin story i guess but there's no origin really for everyone. yeah there's not very really much of like an origin about where you know these guys come from because even in the games like 
You were just in the Mushroom Kingdom. You well, the, or, really the origin of the game is that Mario and Luigi are Brooklyn plumbers, and like that's it. That's yeah, the that, origin. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's all. Really and that's all, and that's all you need. Honestly, if they didn't even bother showing Brooklyn, it probably would have been fine. But I think what I mean, I think what they could have done, they could have condensed it down a little bit. I don't. I didn't think we need the family in there or no. the rival. I think what we all needed was just like them being plumbers not very good at it well they, yeah of course they're not it's just yeah like that whole <laughs> and, scene that whole all, the whole part in new york it basically is just like something out of like secret life of pets or like the yeah. minions movie just like this is classic illumination right here fortunately when they get into the um the mushroom kingdom it's a lot better but um yeah it's just it's a hor- it was a horrible way to start the movie well except with the bowser fight at the beginning which is literally in the first trailer so it's just like yeah. wow <laughs> it's like geez um it also bothers me that luigi is barely utilized like because basically luigi and mario they divert paths and then he gets captured by bowser and he's in a cage for like nearly the entire movie until the end spoiler i guess but it's just like wow it's called the super mario brothers movie the mario brothers aren't really together Yeah, and I—I mean, and I could understand like why, because I think obviously for a while Princess Peach has always been considered like the classic damsel in distress, like the one that like you know people really hate saving now because she just didn't have a character. Um, and so I think, I mean, and to me it did make sense like why they had Luigi capture like he's kind of cowardly in some way, like that's just kind of what his character is but it would have been nice like you know maybe like they go to save him first and then they get to the battle or something or it could have been something a little bit different um on that level but it's like i'm i'm critiquing an illumination film (laughs) i don't have a problem yeah like the whole thing about them i get why luigi is kind of like that especially because princess peach has a larger role which i don't know which i think is fine because they do that in a lot of the newer mario games the problem is that she's just not None of the characters are interesting, like at all. Like Mario and Luigi are like basically like blank slates for the audience to um, put themselves into the shoes because we're exploring this world, but there's nothing there. It's like they're treating it like it's a video game when it's really supposed to be a movie. There needs to be a bit more to their characters. And the same thing with Princess Peach too. It's just like, okay, she wants to actually fight for her kingdom and protect her citizens. And like, really that's it. And it's like, we learn one one little smidge about her backstory is that she was actually like raised by the toads and and that's it it's like what else is there to any of these characters and um going back to the references too i need i need to get this out of my system and this also alludes to we didn't talk about the music too the music is, a, is another big problem i have um a lot of the references in this movie even when there's some where it's like intentionally done to make the plot go forward i'm specifically talking about the mario kart scene the Rainbow Road scene is fine, but it's just like building up to that. It's just like the way the movie's edited and the way like the music is used, just like it's clearly trying to make you like, oh, look, it's Mario Kart. It's Mario Kart. But it's just like it makes sense for the characters in the movie, but it's done so like manipulatively. Like when they're like selecting the carts, it's just like, oh, you remember this? Remember this? You do this in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and Mario Kart uh, 8 on the on the Wii U. Like go buy our game. It's just like it's that type of like product like really cynical way of how they handle the references and even with like the um the enemies to the power-ups and all that it's like necessary for the characters but it's done in a way that's so just like look at this remember that you know you recognize that you remember the mushrooms right it's just um, i don't know it's just it i guess i expected that to be in there but it's just like it was so poorly done 
I don't know. I mean, I think it was worse like Space Jam when Space Jam Two. Oh no, Space Jam Two is worse. Yeah, Space Jam Two is worse, but it, I mean, it gets to that level at points. I'll be, I'll be very honest. I mean, I don't know, man. I think like with this, it's like, I mean, how can you not have the references? <laughs> I mean. Like, I think, and to be honest, like, I kind of did like when they, like, popped up because I think, for one, like, maybe for, like, a new audience, like, it could kind of see as, like, a little bit more world-building and, like, it's very clever in terms of, like, how the musical cues work. I mean, it's not, like, super subtle. I'm not saying it is, but I think it, I don't know, I kind of found it to be a little bit fun in some areas i mean especially like when bowser is like on the piano doing like a little ballad thing and then all of a sudden you hear the bowser theme like on the piano that like part, I, that part works yeah yeah like it's, it's like that funny word. like it's very um, it's funny i love it i i think the problem too is that like i i don't know why if you somehow have never heard of super mario brothers in your entire life i don't know why you would even go see this movie to begin with so like there's a 99% chance that anyone seeing this movie has probably is recognizes something about Mario. So if you've never like seen a Mario brothers prop thing in your entire life, it's just like, if you watch this movie, it's just like, it, it seems like the God, like how it seems like there's an odd amount of attention drawn to every little detail. You're just like, what is the purpose of this? Like I'm confused now. And it just, it's it's kind of like how in Marvel movies, how when they edit it, when like a big character shows up and it's like it's edited away where it's like it gives time for the audience to applaud. It's like it kind of reminds me of that in a way. And going back and going to the music, um, the I actually don't like the score to this movie. I And the reason why is because it has a lot of like um, snippets from various Mario games burst throughout the pro and like the Mario music is fantastic. Like it's very recognizable, very catchy, but the way they're used in the movie, and I wrote this in my review too, it's just like, it seemed like it was just chosen at random. Like there's some parts where it just like, it takes clips from like various Mario games. It just kind of like throws it onto the soundtrack, but it doesn't fit with like the action that's happening on the screen. And it becomes like really distracting. I think there's one part near the end and kind of the beginning when Mario is like climbing up, um, climbing around the Mushroom Kingdom to get to Peach's castle. And it just throws in a bunch of like random songs from various Mario games, ranging from like Mario Brothers 3, Super Mario World, um, nothing from Ad- nothing from Galaxy, which is surprising. It's the best Mario soundtrack. Because <laughs> so it's just like, I don't know, it's like they have, they there's intentionality to the music in the games. And you can't really just, you can't throw it just like anywhere and hope it fits thematically with what's happening on the screen. So it's just really distracting. And then the real world music, like the 80s needle drops, I don't know why they're in this Mario movie. Yeah, like, that's how I'm here. So not <laughs> Yeah, it's like, is it because they're from the, I guess, technically the Mario Brothers are from the real world, but it's just like, did we really need that in the Mario Brothers movie? Like, what are some of the, the, the songs? It's like, take, take on me, holding out for a hero. The first scene has a little snippet from Battle Without Honor or Humanity, otherwise known as the one song from Kill Bill. It's just like, yeah, this is the song I think of when I hear Mario Brothers. It's just like, why is this here? What does it add to the scene? Yeah, I mean, and, just I mean, horrible. yeah, I mean, I mean, that is like one thing I did not like about the soundtrack was definitely like the '80s references. I think they were not needed. They, no. they just weren't. I mean, I feel like you know you could have. I mean, Brian Tyler is as like a talented enough composer to really add in his own music without having to rely so heavily on like 
Mr. Blue Sky or holding out for a hero. Yeah. But, I mean, but I think, like, I don't know. I mean, the more, I don't know. I feel like the music would at least, like, you know, did something. Like, I think it just evoked, like, I mean, because obviously it, I'm not expecting it not to be manipulative. I mean, this is a pure, I mean, Mario, Nintendo, and, and Illumination are purely corporate properties. Like, they're properties that are meant to, like, meant for the masses. I mean, there's a whole reason why the Mario games were, like, so popular all these years later, because, you know, they appeal to a mass audience. Anybody could play them. And I think of, like, this, it's like, honestly, I, I'm not against of like the way they use the music really i think it definitely felt like fun like just to find them and i think like your reasons for hating aren't the reasons i love it like i think it works yeah that's what's interesting about the movies that like it's one of those movies where people will love it and hate it for the same exact reasons yeah and i and i think you know like when people go into this film it's like you gotta kind of go in with like either the mindset that you know you're you're either gonna love it or you're either gonna hate it or you you're really gonna love it as a Mario fan. It's like it's like one of those films where it's like you can't really expect like much to it, like from just a level. Like you it's not gonna be like Spider-Verse or any of like the best animated films that come out in like the past decade. It's gonna be Mario and it's just gonna be produced by Illumination and and Nintendo, you know, being sure that nothing harms their brand. I mean, there's probably a reason why they didn't go more in depth with the backstories of either of the characters. I mean, I mean, I think it's just kind of, I mean, I think it's just kind of like, you know, they're trying their, I think Illumination was probably maybe had to be restricted in some way to like how they could handle the characters because there's a reason this film has been like in development hell for such a long time. I- but. Yeah, everything you say is is very is very much valid, and I think I was trying to sit and think about it, like there's other movies like like the Mario movie that in some ways like are more universally disliked, but there's something about this that I dislike just a lot more, and maybe it's because it, it is based on something I love. It, it mm-hmm. I'm definitely a Mario fan, and I, but I think the reason why is because even in some of the worst examples of just like sort of like this corporatized reference bait humor, at least there was still like some sort of restraint at moments. And there was like at least some sort of story. Like I think Sonic the Hedgehog, the live action one is a lot better than this. And that's still not a good movie. Detective Pikachu is a far better movie than this. Heck, even the nineties, I like the nineties Mortal Kombat movie more than this. And I think the reason why is because those still balanced out like trying to be faithful to the games but at least trying in some way to develop something anything whether it be narrative or characters and it's like you could argue kind of what you said daniel's like maybe nintendo is just being super restrictive and they're just being very cautious about that but at the same time it's just like as a brand i don't think this one movie is going to damage the entire reputation of mario brothers it's just like dude this this franchise has been going on for 40 years and it and it and it basically prints money. So it's like, this won't tank everything. And two, it's just like, if, if Nintendo is on the, on this name, their name is on this product. And this, this movie is easily going to make a billion dollars. We talked about that because of just like how much, um, how this hits every single age group, basically other companies are going to look at it and be like, this is what we do like this. They look at the dollar signs and like, we're declaring this good because it just, we don't really have to try to do much with the characters or story, just give the fans stuff from the games. And like, that's really it. 
they don't really, we don't really have to try as hard. And I think it sets a really kind of bad precedent for the future of these types of video game movies. I know that sounds ridiculously harsh, but that's really what I felt watching the movie was just like, oh, this could, this could be like the next Disney live action remakes in a way. Like, I was just like, this is, I don't like this. And I'm probably in the minority on this. I for sure am. I know I'm, I'm sorry if I'm crapping all over. You yeah. But it's like, that's truthfully how I felt. And it's just like, mm. and I, maybe based on how I'm speaking, maybe it sounds like, Oh, Matthew, did you expect it to be like, I don't know, Wally or, or like something that picks. It's just like, no, of course not. That's unreasonable. I at the very least thought it would be like mediocre or like harmless, but it's just like, walking out of the theater I was just like I was not entertained I was not happy I was just like annoyed and like upset and sad watching it it's just like uh-huh. yeah it's like really unfortunate because I mean, this, I- this had potential if the la- we didn't we never talked about the last of us on here if you haven't I mean, seen the last of us yeah please watch that show it's yeah. fantastic if you would like to please watch it that that's the sign that's an example of a faithful adaptation to a game that also that takes some liberties but translates it well to to another medium i understand that the last of us has a much more um deep a deeper storyline with more characters than mario brothers but it's like that's how you do it right i think i don't think this film necessarily does it right i'll be completely honest i don't know i mean it's it's the characters like it's really i mean i think that's all they're really like caring about like the character's location be sure it looks accurate be sure that you know it's appealing enough for the audience and you know then you'll get your money back i mean that's just kind of how the super mario brothers movie is um but i mean i don't know man it's i mean i think like you know it's definitely the type of film that you know i'm not sure how it could affect the future of the film industry i mean we'll kind of see what happens um i mean i think I mean, if I was being honest, I mean, I probably want like 10 more Last of Us than I would want. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not saying we, everything needs to be like The Last of Us. But yeah, like, at the same know. time, we don't need 10 more Super Mario Brothers movies. Like, I mean, if, I, if this I is know, what they're I mean, going to do with the Zelda movie, then it's just like, shut it down. Just don't even do it. Yeah, I don't I mean, want the Zelda movie to be like this. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, I think, you know, and Nintendo, it kind of looks at this and say, you know, maybe we could take more of a risk with the with this product maybe they might do it for a sequel i mean they already got like two spin-offs and like yeah development but, with like luigi and donkey kong this but, will probably start a cinematic universe of some sort oh yeah i won't it, be surprised I, I mean honestly if it ends if it culminates in like 10 a years smash of like movie. smash brothers movie i'm gonna go all the way well they the did they did also around. announce a minecraft movie for 2025 with I jason mean, momoa of all people yeah like, i mean it's uh, it's I mean, it'll be nice. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think it's kind of nice seeing adults like go to these movies. You know, I was like, I want a few adults in the theater, but I think like you know it, it it's it's appealing enough that I think you know it's nothing that's gonna like make me think like, oh wow, perfect animated film right here. It's like no, Spider Verse or Fantasia is probably where that is. Yeah, but I think with this, it's like you know, it's fun time. It's just a fun time. Just go to a movie, turn off your brain for about 90 minutes, and then leave. That's what this is. Would you say those are your final thoughts then? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so so would you rate the film? I, guess? I mean, I, I guess I give it probably like a 5 out of 10, if, I, if I'm being honest. Okay. Like, it's not definitely not like a movie where it's like I'm going to 
you know, give it such a great rating. Like, yeah, this is a great film. Story was great. Characters were great. I mean, they were all what I was expecting. I'm not expecting Illumination to really try <laughs> this hard. And, you know, I mean, I'm, I credit them that, you know, the animation is like, I mean, the animation at least, like, you know, Thanks. looks better than most Illumination films. Like, it definitely like embraces the world and the characters a little bit more i think with that um with the animation i mean no it's the same character designs from the game but it's like i mean at least like it looks good like it looks really good it translates super well um to like an animated feature and i think it works out very nicely but i think like you said it before it's like the reasons i love it are the reasons you hate it so but yeah i mean i don't know i mean i think it's just one of those movies where you know i'm don't mind watching it's just 90 minutes turn your brain off leave maybe go watch something else but i don't know it's it's not a, i don't think it's the worst thing ever i read on i don't i don't think it's the worst movie ever i don't even think it's illumination's worst movie which i think that kind of shows you how how not good their studio is but um yeah. it, this was i did not enjoy it at all and it's disappointing because it's just like yeah i wasn't expecting like in a, a masterpiece but i'm just like man i didn't expect it to be this bad i'm just like dang but um yeah it's just like really really poor story really just underdeveloped everything just like nothing mattered there were no stakes or consequences to anything that was happening and that was really really frustrating as a fan just to see just like this this is it this is the mario movie that we so that has been development for like years and like this is this is what we got is just something so cheap and really really lazy um yeah i i guess if you're if all you want to see is just stuff from the games like you might as well just like break out your like nintendo wii or your nes or your gamecube and just play like whatever mario game your favorite mario game was just like it's that's that's a better experience because you're interacting with it and there's something something more there other than just like watching nostalgia unfold before your eyes so yeah i was not a fan of it at all um i don't know what else to say it's just i did not like it um currently playing a film scene at the chauncey if you would like to check it out um you give it a five out of ten i'm giving it a two out of ten it's yeah it's well it's pretty jump. yeah it's a pretty low score but i don't know it just like um uh, left a very sour shit. taste in my mouth um yeah so we're gonna move on from super mario brothers the movie to a, another video game called tetris and that's yes that's the name of the film tetris um this is on apple tv plus it's directed by jonas baird and it stars taryn egerton nikita efferman sophia labadiva anthony boyle and toby jones and contrary to what you might believe this is not a adaptation of the video game tetris it's not about humanoid blocks it's about <laughs> the legal battle and the um the story of uh, obtaining the copyright or like the licensing rights for the video game tetris um if you're unaware tetris is a russian video game from the 1980s and it's this movie basically plays out like a sort of like an espionage thriller where it follows hank rogers who is a um he's a salesman and he travels to um, russia to obtain the license and patent for tetris to be released all over the world in, like on America in the arcade on the home console on the handheld consoles everything really interesting story what did you think it's basically like a bridge of spies version for video games yeah um because i mean I, like in, argo 
as yeah, well. Yeah, kind, of, kind of like that. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, it's kind of interesting to see like a film like this like come out and talk about like you know how video games like, especially ones like Tetris like, have left like numerous impacts on the market. Um, and definitely like, it's very interesting to see how white how the story unfolds. I think it's a really solid story. Um, I think like Terranet Edgar can. Edgerton, like, you know, I think he's an actor that, you know, always flies under under the radar for a mm-hmm. lot of people. I think he really is talented in how he goes through his performances. I mean, I think he's just able to be very charismatic and, you know, at least, like, be, have a performance that, you know, was investing. Because there's, like, times where it's, like, it's, the characters he plays are not that well written, but he manages to show, like, a lot of passion in his roles um with this but i think like apart from the performances in the story i think it's like maybe the execution was a little bit lacking for me and it's not like it's poorly shot i think it's still well shot i think it's still like you know pretty well directed but i think like it and i do like how it implements like some video game um some like video game lore into it like whenever he whenever the main character references certain parts of video games that it is kind of fun to watch. But I think in other cases, it's just, it's just like another drama where it's like, it's just talking, like it's not very much to it. And I think, you know, the visual execution is well done, but I feel like it could have been a little bit more. I think it just was borderlining between like being very creative but also somewhat generic, which, you know, doesn't make it a bad movie. I think it's still entertaining in the right ways, but I kind of wish like, you know, with a story like this, I kind of expect like maybe something a little bit better. Before I get into my initial thoughts, did I just wanted to ask you a question. Did you know about this story before seeing the film? I honestly am not. I think okay. this is a story that, you know, it's, I mean, it's definitely one of the stories where it's like, but when people had no idea about the story from Argo, like, or Bridge of Spies, I mean, they were probably aware of, like, some instances of, like, during those time periods, like, between the Iranian hostage situation and the Cold War. But I don't think, like, you know, like, it's a story that, you know, is super well known and, you know, it's on the film for making it so well known. Like, that's just kind of how it is. Um it's like one of those like historical biopics that you know you nobody's gonna know about until it's seen like that's kind of what it is it's like Al Shinra's was, was when that was released yeah so I I actually knew about the story before going into it because um there's a YouTube channel one of my favorite YouTube channels called the gaming historian who makes makes like really really in-depth um, documentaries short documentaries about video games, video game hardware, video game culture, and video game stories like this, like the te- the make the behind the scenes story of Tetris. And I'd, I saw that that video came out a few years ago. It's really, really good. Check it out if you would like to. So that's how that's how I knew about the story. So I knew going into Tetris, it was going to be about this, like a fictionalized take. And the director said he wanted to try and implement sort of like an Aaron Sorkin, like social network type, Mm-hmm. Um, vibe to him it's like that works really really well for the story because it is it's not really about the game but it's more about the politics the business practices of video games and that really hasn't been done before and i think unless you're unless you're into like retro games you probably have never heard the story so i was really 
interested to see how it is. Not that, not because I want to learn more about it, but just like, how are they going to execute this? And I think for what it is, it's, it's good. It's not, it's not great. Um, they, I will say they do, they actually follow the story pretty closely, which surprised me. There, there are clearly some liberties taken here and there, but mm-hmm. I think as a whole, because it's so, it, it's weird because if, because it follows the story so closely, it doesn't really do much else creatively with it. There's, there's times where it just feels like you could get the same experience reading the Wikipedia article on the making of Tetris than you would watching this movie. Um, there are still really good things about it. Like kind of like what you said, um, I do really like Taron Egerton as an actor. I think he's a very underrated actor and he does a good job in this movie. It is shot interestingly. Um, there's some times where it tries, I think it goes a little too far into trying to emulate the style of video games and it ultimately just becomes distracting. Mm-hmm. Like there's parts where they have like pixelated sprites, there's like title cards and it's like, I get it. it's like 80s video game totally makes sense but if you're trying to go for like if you're trying to focus on the story and like the business practices and the politics of it and it's shot in like very cold desolate locations because it takes place in the soviet union so it's like it's very gray and drab and dreary it's like a really sharp contrast and i don't think it works very well despite it looking a bit more interesting um but i think I think it's it's cool that this movie even got made. It seems like something that Hollywood probably wouldn't think would have enough potential to be like a good enough story, but I'm I'm glad I saw it. I really don't don't have a desire to watch it again. Yeah. The truth it's kind of it's kind of like what most the problem I have with most biopics is like I'm glad I saw it, but I just never have to see it again. This is one of them. So I, I thought it was fine. I don't really have a ton to say. Yeah, and neither do I. I think it's like, you know, it's just one of those movies where, like, you know, the history behind it's, like, it's where the history behind it is much more interesting than, like, you know, the actual, like, adaptation of that history. And I think it's, it's cause I think it's super hard nowadays to, like, make a biopic that really excels the, beyond the expectations. Um, I mean, I think, in my opinion, probably, like, the best biopic I've ever seen was, like, Shenmue's List, because I think, because, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a story about something super heavy and super dark, especially during this, during that time in human history, but it kind of went above and beyond, like, the story it was telling and made something that was completely different. It used documentary elements to kind of portray the harsh realities of the Holocaust. And although, yeah, I'm not expecting Tetris to be like that, um, but I think it's definitely like where the way it's executed um, is kind of in a way that, I don't know, it kind of reminded me of, um, what's that, Darkest Hour? Oh, um, yeah. Years ago, where it's like, you know, everything, like all the pieces are there for like a great biopic. Um, but I think it's just like it doesn't go beyond it doesn't go beyond that and i think it's like so hard to make biopics nowadays because it's just there's because i think like you know you want to be able to represent the history correctly and represent the real life sub subjects correctly but you don't wanna but you also want to take some liberties that can help it stand on its own and here it's like the liberties they take it's like they're okay but i feel like they, they could have gone further with it i not, think not only take liberties but also present it in a way that actually makes you reflect on the issues being 
and the concepts and issues mm-hmm. being brought up and how we can apply it to like our current society like going back to sorkin the social network does that brilliantly because oh, yeah, it's a story right. about the founding of facebook early internet culture which internet the internet back in 2003 2000 through 2007 is so much different now but it oddly is more profound in terms of how it explores like people and just technology as a whole how something grows so much and how all that happens with like especially with like mm-hmm. startups nowadays like that's a that is a biopic that gets more relevant over time despite taking place in the past and i agree i wasn't i i don't expect that for every biopic because the social network is the rare outlier because it's done so well but oddly enough with a story like tetris because it's so focused on cold war politics and with early game tech and just how licensing practices occur and all that they kind of they could have done a bit more to make it apply to just games today because we have indie games now and especially with just sort of rampant political culture especially uh in in russia i'm not gonna go much more than that but it could have been really fascinating maybe some sort of make some sort of statement and it just seems like they they did they did enough i feel like they did enough Mm -hmm. but they didn't go above and beyond to make it be like oh this is one of the great biopics and it's a good biopic but it doesn't really do much more than that i think one thing it does succeed in that um a lot of that is um alluded to in a lot of like documentaries that you see about this is the tension it's mm-hmm. a very tense story and also the fact that this actually happened over a puzzle game that you play you could play on your phone for free now it's like when you really sit and think about it, it's like it's crazy that all this happened because of a video game it's not because of like any war or like i don't know like yeah. nuclear nuclear bomb like being distributed it's like it's it's a it's a piece of plastic with bark with like hardware and solder together it's like that's what this is is all about so if you're looking from that it's like wow how could all this happen just based on a video game you could you could apply that to many of our other like many other issues going on in like world politics and they Mm -hmm. don't really do much with that so it was i guess the best way i could sum if i were to summarize this movie it would be like i enjoyed it but there's a lot of missed potential i think yeah say it yeah, I think I would have to agree with that because I think like, you know, it because I think like, you know, biopics, like I said, they always been done. And I think like, you know, it's hard to really stand out a, among like a bunch of biopics. I mean, there's like some that will get like award recognition and but there's always going to be some that are just going to find right. I mean, they're always used for Oscar bait re- reasons. Let's face it. People have been. Oh, that's the whole reason why people make biopics now is because it's like oscars love like real life people like that's Mm -hmm. what it is um and i think with this it's like i I mean i think you know i'm i'm impressed enough by it i mean the story is impressive adjutant's impressive i mean i'm hoping there could be a role for him where you know he can like really excel in his acting like in the way he did in rocket man um and you know, I mean, well, Blackbird for one, like that's a great show. Like he, he did great in that. Um, I think he's definitely like apparently Apple TV Plus is like using him a lot now. That's good. But, I'm glad he's getting getting work. Yeah, he's getting work. I mean, Kingsman, that's kind of in limbo right now. But I mean, Andrew, I think he's just trying, you know, find his footing elsewhere. But I, I think with um, you know, with something like Tetris, it's like, I mean, it 
does enough, but I think it needs to do more. I, like I oddly, I I oddly think that I can't, I remember saying this about being the Ricardos as well. Mm -hmm. I actually think a story like Tetris might have benefited from being a mini series because mm -hmm. there is so much to this story, and not just with the the licensing, but just actually discovering what the game is because of the develop the creator Alexia Pajutnov, um he was a Russian programmer and he did it basically like on company time. So that's why he wasn't really able to get like um, loyalty from it, which is a shame because it's like a billion dollar um, game. I mean, now he owns the rights to it, which is excellent. But like back then and given the, um, the government at the time, it's just like, he wasn't, he wasn't the ownership of his property. So it's like, you can only explore that, but you could also just explore just how addictive the game is. Like they kind of allude to that in the first 10 minutes of the movie. And then it's like, of course, that's not the focus is the actual mission to get the rights. That's the focus. But there's so much more surrounding Tetris, how such a simple game like branches off into like so many different facets. That's like this could have been like a six episode miniseries on oh, Netflix. Yeah, it could have been. And so I actually think it's yeah, it's rare where it's like I kind of want more out of the story because you can't unless you want the movie to be four hours long, you need to cut like significant portions that are missing greater elements to the story. So yeah, yeah, because I mean that's kind of like the whole purpose of like you know biopics because I mean unless you have like the creative control that like you know Scorsese would have or Spielberg would have, it's very rare that you're gonna be able to be allotted the two hour runtime or anything beyond that. Um, and so you know in order to maintain yourself within that runtime, you gotta kind of condense. I mean, like over the past year after like working on two documentaries it's like you know there's so many elements to like filmmaking and so many stories to tell but you got to find like that overarching narrative that can connect connect you with your audience and so in this instance like we in for the wrestling doc we've made at the day we i when we ended up like you know going from like a, like you know still having the team represented but also like you know be able to go down to like four characters and still express the drama that happened during that year um and although yeah there's like a lot of elements that we wish we had in the film but i think it like you know in the end like you want to we gotta have like a main overarching goal with it and i'm pretty sure that's the limitations tetris had it's like where they probably there's so many elements to this story um of the making of tetris in the and acquiring the rights to get this like get this worldwide beyond the soviet union beyond the iron curtain um that you know it can't be condensed in a two-hour film it's a very tough situation and so i think you know the filmmakers did the best they can with it and i think you know i think it, i agree it could have benefited from being a miniseries if it yeah means. it's it's more it's it's uh, it unfortunately suffers from being like just like you have to pick and choose like mm -hmm. what's and i'm sure there's there's so many things that happened with tetris where it's like it's so hard to leave out just because mm -hmm. it's so interesting but it's like you, you kind of have to and honestly if it were any longer if if the movie were at least the movie capped it at two hours if it went over two and a half then it really would have been pushing it like mm -hmm. i think i i think there's very few biopics that shouldn't be over two and a half hours <laughs> yeah. but it's just like yeah it's like but then at that point just like do a mini series and it's just like i i would watch that i think a lot of people watch it because the movie's getting good reviews people are talking about it because i remember 
when it was announced, people were just like, oh, Tetris, like, really? It's about the making of it, not knowing how interesting the story is. And I'm just like, I'm su- I'm glad this is being made. So, yeah, same. Yeah. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm glad too. I think, I mean, I think, like, you know, there should be more. I mean, I don't know, video games movies, like, I don't know, they've just been taking a big resurgence as of late. I mean, it's obviously thanks to The Last of Us, like, you know, being so successful for HBO. And, you know, regardless of what your thoughts are on the Super Mario Brothers movie, it's like, you know, you can't deny that that's going to have some impact in some way. And I think, you know, Tetris might have the minimal impact, but I think, like, you know, it could convince, like, you know, studios and, you know, um, more Hollywood executives that, you know, video games can, video game movies can be interesting. They can, and, you know, there's stories that, you know, are worth telling in some, in those regards. So The, the thing is, is that, like, in terms of video game development stories, like, Tetris is what, is what really sticks out, is because there's mm-hmm. not, I can't, correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, I can't think of another video game movie that was about, like, the making of a video game yeah i can't either. because the story is just so fascinating unfortunately with a lot if we were to tell like if there's gonna be another video game development story it would probably be very negative just because unfortunately there's some stories of game development where it's like developers aren't paid enough and all that so i think i don't think we're gonna get any more movies like tetris unless there's some they just kind of make up something if they want to do something about like the rise of nintendo they probably could and how mario like uh-huh. mario bears basically like save the video game industry yeah. like, you could do something like that I mean, or, honestly, like, I wouldn't mind, like, seeing something, like, about the Sega, like, games. Or, like, con- Console Wars, the, yeah, the book. Yeah, Console Wars. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing anything like that. Because yeah. I think, I mean, that's kind of where, like, you know, the history of the video game industry is interesting to me. Yeah. There is a documentary uh, of Console Wars based on the book as well. And yeah. it's decent. Check it out if you would like to. Yeah. yeah, I think that could be a good one. Um, I don't know, maybe just about the development of video games as a whole, kind of like what they did with the Steve Jobs biopics. Oh, like, yeah. Because you have the another Aaron Sorkin film and the other lesser good one. <laughs> the one um, with uh, good old alumni. Alum. Ashton Ashton yeah, good old alum, yeah. <laughs> good old UI alum. I don't know. Yeah. Seemed like a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else to say about Tetris? I... I, I really don't I think it's I mean I guess in going in the final thoughts it's like you know it's a film that I think does enough to be its own thing and you know it still has the elements to be a great film I think I think like you know it's written pretty nicely I mean Turn Edgerton I think you, people gotta give this man more roles and he needs to I want to see much more of this guy in the future um most definitely and you know I and I do appreciate the fact that they're bringing this story to light because I think there's not very many stories like like this. And especially with the resurgence of video game movies, like, you know, starting to, like, you know, take form with The Last of Us and Super Mario Brothers movie. I think we it'll be great to kind of see more films like Tetris and be able to, you know, have more impact. And, and as is, like, the film is is very solid i think but i wish it could have been could have been much better or at least presented better or at least find something that i can latch on to apart from the story but i think as is it's like a very sad i think it's a satisfying film it's not a big waste of time to watch and it does give you a good insight into the history so i think initially i give this like a seven out of ten yeah i i i liked it i i enjoyed it but i wasn't 
amazed by it. I think probably, I guess if I if I hadn't known about the story going into the movie, I probably would have liked it a lot more. But having knowing all the context, I was more just watching this like, how are they going to portray this? So it's a makes for a different watching experience. And they did a good they did a good job. Could have been more developed for sure. Could are are there some things that get wrong? Yeah, but it's still it's still interesting that this movie exists because it's it's different. It's a different type of video game movie, and this has potential to spawn off like something different, something different for these types of movies going into the history of video games, going into development, and also introducing a lot of people to these types of behind the scenes practices that go on behind our favorite games. So, I yeah, I I enjoyed it. It's on Apple TV Plus. Check it out if you would like to. I'll I'll give it a high six out of ten. That's a fair score. Fair score, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that wraps up this episode of Bijou Banter. Tune in next week where we're going to talk about another biopic, Air, the Ben Affleck-directed movie about the Air Jordan shoe, as well as Shazam! Fury of the Gods, the latest DC Extended Universe sequel. Until next time, I've been Matthew. And I've been Daniel. And we will see you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye.